I don't know about you, but how many is thankful for signs? I said, how many is thankful for signs? Praise God. Signs are everywhere. Signs are everywhere. Every course that you're on has directional signs. There's signs. We talked about the stop sign. We talked about, uh, you know, the no parking sign. We talked about no U-turn sign. So today, we're going to end our series. Today is part four of our series of signs, and we're going to preach on another sign that is one of my favorite signs. Let's show that first sign today. It is do not enter. How many have ever seen the do not enter sign? That's one of my favorite, favorite signs. I was driving down the road the other day, and I saw the do not enter sign, and I couldn't believe it. Within a tenth of a mile, there was a do not enter sign. There was a you're going the wrong way sign. It just, I mean, it was like it was trying to get your attention to do not enter. You will, how many knows you'll never see a do not enter sign Unless you see another way of a one way. It's trying to protect you. You know, Jesus said, I am the way. He's trying to tell us how to stay on the way. He's trying to tell us to do not enter. He's trying to give us a sign. Are y'all with me, church? Jesus is clearly telling us the way to heaven. And most of the time, you'll see a do not enter sign on a ramp trying to keep you from going up that ramp. Look at your neighbor and tell, neighbor, read the signs. Do not enter. Are y'all with me? Signs, signs, everywhere signs. You know, within a section of a tenth of a mile, like I said, I saw, I saw this happen. And I just thought to myself, Signs, signs, everywhere signs. <laughs> what just happened? It feels weird. It feels like I've done this before. Wait a minute. I preached this exact same message last Sunday. Here's the sad thing. Folks that was here last Sunday didn't even realize what I was doing. Did y'all realize? Was y'all praying for me? Was y'all, did anybody catch that? Were y'all like, did he open the wrong file? Who, who got it? Who got it? It almost feels like I was in a groundhog day. Oh, you text me? He's, did y'all catch that? It is Groundhog Day, y'all. I was just wondering if people realized. Look at there. Groundhog Day. I was just wondering if anybody realized you was just going to roll with it. I, I love my church. Y'all was just going to pray for me and roll with it. Y'all was going to be like, oh, he don't know. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. He thinks he's never preached this before. We're just going to shout him down. But I was having some major deja vu. 
you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to get to teach it on deja vu and what people say about it. Some people believe that it's really a real thing, and they want to talk about alternate universes that, you know, somehow we've crossed over. There's somebody else in the matrix on the other side that's you, and, and you're, you're feeling that you've done this before because you somehow touched the other you on the other side of another dimension and all this kind of, <laughs> Huh? I'm just telling you, but there are some times, y'all, that it feels like everything you're hearing, everything you're seeing is familiar to you. Are you with me? It's a strange feeling. But that's not what I'm preaching today, but I am preaching. By the way, if you didn't know this, today is Groundhog Day, February 2nd. And February 2nd is Groundhog Day when Puxatani Phil, the, 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 the groundhog, comes out to see if he sees his shadow or not. This is very scientific how this works. I mean, it's very accurate. But, but when he comes out, if he sees his shadow, what does that mean? Six more weeks of bad weather, winter, whatever, down here. Winter don't mean nothing to us, praise God. But by the way, right before I came out, I made sure that I checked James Pant. And the good news is he still had his suit on. There was no suspenders. So I wasn't scared to begin with. But when I saw him, no suspenders, standing next to a picture of Puxatani Phil with a smile on his face, he said, spring is coming early, praise God. Puxatani Phil has told us. You know what else today is? This, this, this is a little weird thing uh, to, to say, but I thought it was very interesting. Today is actually the, the, the first time of any of our lifetime, a palindrome day. Happy palindrome day. Do you know what palindrome day is? Palindrome day, a palindrome is when a number can be said the same way in either direction. So 0202-2020 opposite is the same way. And it is only the last time it happened was in the year 1111 on 1111. So it happened since then. So today on Groundhog's Day, we're in a palindrome day. Woo, come on somebody. Some of y'all felt the Holy Ghost when I said palindrome day, palindrome day. See, it makes me sound real smart and intelligent. Makes me sound like one of them preachers that say big words. That I've never been. The next time it's going to happen is December 12th, 2121. And then March 3rd, 3030. I'm just not thinking we're going to make it to at least that last one. I don't think the world's going to make it to 3030. Come on. How many knows by the time we get to 3030, we'll be living back down here on the earth in the new heaven and the new Jerusalem. Come on, somebody. We might not even make it to the end of 2020. So you better get your heart right with God right now. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Groundhog Day. So I knew that next week, by the way, I'm so excited about uh, Pastor Michael Rowan coming next Sunday morning, preaching for us Sunday morning, and then comedy night. Next Sunday night's going to be awesome. Several churches are bringing buses and church vans. It's going to be an awesome crowd. Don't miss it. It's free. Get here early. But so I knew that I'd ended the, se- the, the series last week and I prayed about what can I preach Sunday? What can I preach in that one standalone Sunday? I don't usually preach a lot of standalone messages. I usually preach in series. But I looked at the calendar and I thought, my God, it's Groundhog Day. And one of my favorite movies of all time is Groundhog Day. I love that movie. How many's ever seen the movie? Wave your hand at me. You understand the premise of the movie. 
There's a weatherman named Phil Connors. He's sent to go report on Puxatani Field, the groundhog. He's there. He hates his job. He does this every year. He loathes his life. He loathes everything about his life because he does. He thought he was getting into the media to do great and cool things, and here he is covering a stupid, enlarged, in his mind, rat. Come on, it's what it looked like. Puxatani Field is going to come out. An entire town is going to dress up in top hats and canes and all this kind of stuff. They're going to have a band playing, and they're all going to gather around and watch this glorified giant rat come out and look and see. By the way, have you ever watched it? It is unbelievable to watch because I'm telling you, it's rigged. It's rigged, y'all. It ain't real. He ain't looking for his shadow. It hurt my feelings one day when I finally watched it and realized ain't nobody looking for a shadow. That somebody, the powers that be, the Illuminati probably working behind the scenes, has deemed which year they would see a shadow and not. It's not up to Phil. He's just a pawn in the in the scheme that's working behind the scenes. As Puxatani Phil comes out, even when there's no sun out, they'll sometimes say he saw his shadow. It's rigged, y'all. It's rigged. It's to bring fear in your heart, to make you fear six more weeks of bad weather. Do you realize what's so silly and stupid? There are some people that when they get up and they find out that he saw his shadow and there's six more weeks of winter, their day is ruined. They're tore up. My God, I thought winter was over. Can I tell you something? How many of those your seasons are not up to a groundhog? Come on. Your life is not up to whether some animal sees his shadow or not and by the way why is he scared of his shadow on one day why does he run back in on one day does he not see a shadow the rest of the year does a brother live in fear come on we're just having fun today is that all right how I many sometimes you got to just come to church and laugh sometimes you got to just come to church and just have a good time if you watch the movie his life is mundane. And the famous scene is he wakes up. Remember them old clocks that used to have the little things that would flip before we had digital? And the little clock sitting by his bed, it says 5.59. Flips. 6 a.m. And then, out of nowhere, Sonny and Cher start singing. He wakes up. He goes through his whole day. He hates his job. He realizes he's getting stuck because the blizzard's coming in. He goes to bed that night. They're going to go home the next day. He goes to bed thinking everything. He finally made it through this stupid day. Then they shows the clock. 5.59, 6 a.m. Sonny and Cher walks outside. Everybody's saying the same stuff they said the day, the day before. Acting the same way. Acting like... Do you not know that today is Groundhog Day and he's thinking they're all crazy, lost their mind? And end of the day, he's, he's just thinking he's lost his mind. He says, I'm just going to go to bed. It's going to, be, it's going to be a bad dream. It's going to be okay tomorrow. Next day, 5.59, 6 a.m., Sonny and Cher. Same day, everybody's doing the same thing. And then all of a sudden, after a few days, he begins to realize he's stuck. I'm going to tell you something right now. This is why I love this movie. Because I can relate. 
I have been in places in my life that I felt like I was absolutely stuck and everybody else was oblivious. Everybody else was going about their day and in fact it looked like everybody else was going forward. Everybody else was being blessed and I'm wondering why does not any of you realize that we've all done this before? But the reason that they don't all realize that Phil had done that before is because in their life, they had never done it before. They were not the ones that were stuck. When you are stuck, you will wonder why no one else is stuck with you. In fact, you'll get mad at everybody else that you think is oblivious to the situation. Because misery loves company. And when you're miserable and everybody else is not miserable, you will isolate yourself because you don't want to get around people that are happy that could possibly help you. You want to bring people into your Groundhog Day. Huh? Groundhog Day. Stuck. I start trying to get real spiritual. I like to break things down. I'm like, God, you don't do anything by chance. If you told me to preach on Groundhog Day, I'm going to go back and watch it. And I'm going to watch it in the Holy Ghost. So I start seeing spiritual principles. I thought they didn't even know it. They had no idea what they were preaching. But when that clock turns from 5.59 to 6 a.m., 6 is the number of man. I said, my God, six is the number of man. What you were trying to tell Phil was he can't do it by himself. He needs God. Reason you can't break out of this because you're starting your day every day full of yourself, man. I thought the only way they'd make this movie better is when it finally breaks and he finally makes it through the night. He wakes up and the clock turns to seven. But it don't happen. <laughs> I thought it'd be cool if it did. Six is the number of man. I said, my God, I'm hearing you, Lord. I'm hearing you, Lord. I said, God, what really was happening that day? What are you really trying to teach me in, 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 the, in the great spiritual theological movie of Groundhog Day? He said, son, go to 2 Kings chapter 20. I'm not kidding. This really happened. Verse 8, it says that Hezekiah said to Isaiah, what is the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I should go up from the house of the Lord the third day? Then Isaiah said, this is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do the thing which he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or the shadow go backward 10 degrees? And Hezekiah answered, it's an easy thing for the shadow to go forward 10 degrees because that's going to happen anyway because of the rotation of the earth. No, if you really want to show me something, let the shadow go backward 10 degrees. Huh? So Isaiah the prophet cried out to the Lord. Woo, and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backward by which he had, which had gone down on the sundial of Ahaz. Let me tell you something. God can not only break you out of being stuck... He has the ability to make it look like he gave you another shot. Huh? How many, somebody say this to me. Jesus, thank you for another chance to do it right. I don't know about you, but when I look back over my life as a parent, 
I am ashamed that I did not do some of the things that I should have done for my children. I beat myself up. I would say things like, my God, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? Why was I not there? Why did I, why did I choose that direction and not this direction? And I hear the Lord keep saying, son, you can't go back, but if you're still breathing, I'm giving you another chance. It's just like I'm turning it to back in time. I'm giving you another shot. See, Phil was mad at God. But what he didn't realize is God kept giving him another shot. That's the beauty of that movie. Is that he gets another chance every day to be a better man. Now watch this. God can do anything he wants to do. Because you got to understand, we're, don't, be, don't be throwing something at me. You know, you understand. Scientifically, if that happened. The only way that could have happened is not only would the earth have stopped, it would have had to rotate it backwards for a few seconds or whatever, for whatever time it was, an hour. What did I say, an hour, 10 minutes, I can't remember. Turn it back 10 degrees and, and, and then move the shadow back forward again. That's the only way it can happen. Can I tell you something about God? God stepped out on nothing and spoke to nothing and it became something. The whole world is being held up by God, okay? So if God wants to turn the world backwards, he can. I'm going to tell you what else he can do. He can keep the world, watch this, turning in the same direction he always had it turning in and shift the light over one section. Huh? How many of the Bible tells us he chooses where it rains and where it don't rain? He can cause it to rain right here and not rain back there, even though there's a cloud back there. See, when you start trying to limit God, then you limit the cross. Then you limit the resurrection. Then you limit the second coming. Then you limit the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We don't know what all really happened. We don't know if everybody around the world experienced it. Or it could have just been when he looked at the sundial, God shifted the light in a direction to where the sundial went back and then came back everywhere else, where it's supposed to be. We don't know. That's not the most important part of the story. Quit trying to figure that part out. If God said he did it, then I'm just going to trust that he did it. The part you got to get from that is that God was trying to say to, to, in this moment here that if that's what you need for me to show you, that I can give you more time when it seems like you have run out of time, then I'll do it. Let me tell you something about God. God can do more in a minute than you could do in a month. I, and I'm going to say this out about God too. And sometimes it really makes me mad at him. I'm going to be honest with you. I really get mad at him. He loves to wait to the last minute. Not all the time, but a lot of time. And I'm like, God... See, that's what we say. But we don't say that until he does it. We say, well, preacher to preach like, well, I'll tell you one thing about God. He might not come early. He won't ever be late. But I tell you this about my God. He'll always be on time. Can I get an amen? The only way we, the only reason we ever say he's on time 
is because he did what we asked him to do. Because if he didn't do what we asked him to do, we might not say it publicly, but inside we'd be like, okay, God, you late. But see, here's the difference between us and God. God does not operate in time. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Do you know why this story is so important about that sundial turning back? It's illustrating something to us. Let me back it up and say it this way. Do you know why we even have time? Your clock is based on the rotation of the earth. A 24-hour rotation of the earth. Our calendars, by the way, this is the leap year. We make up for the other four years that we don't realize that it takes 365.25 days to complete our journey. But we don't celebrate that point two five because we ain't got a quarter of a day on our calendar. So every four years, we have a leap year so that we can stay on track, keeping time to make up the day that we lost over four years. Are you with me? That's why we do it. But the only reason we have time, the only reason we have a clock or a watch is because of where we are positioned where God placed us in relation to the, to the sun shining here on this earth. How many of the sun is out here? That means it's dark on the other side of the earth. Are y'all, are y'all following me? That's how we put our time zones. Even our time zones are based on when the sun comes up and goes down. If you ever take an international flight, and you, nowadays they've got it in the back seat of the seat in front of you where you can watch your flight where you're at. And it'll show your plane where you're at. If you're taking an international flight, you'll notice you might be flying in darkness, but then where you're going, there's a line there, and there's light on that part of the map. And it, as you keep watching it on your journey, you keep getting closer and closer to the light, but sometimes the light keeps, keeps going away from you because you ain't flying fast enough to catch it. Is showing you that around the world, everything is based on where we are in relation, as far as our time, to the sun. Are you with me, church? But now listen to this. The Bible tells us that in heaven, there is no need for the sun. For the sun... S-O-N of God himself and his glory lights and illuminates. Are y'all hearing me? There's no time there. Now, I know the Bible says a thousand years is, is a day to the Lord, a day is the Lord is of a thousand years. But that's trying to illustrate to us how he looks at time down here in relation to the world in which he exists. So it's nothing for him. The sundial, your clock, your calendar, your timeline that you wrote on a board somewhere that you were believing God for, God is not limited to your bubble. If he wants to start over, he can start over. Your situation. I think a lot of times 
Maybe some of the deja vu things that we have happened to us is because we have actually experienced something similar to that. Maybe not the exact same thing, but you know what I've started doing in my life? Instead of being freaked out by it, if I'm convinced, my God, I'm having some really weird deja vu. I mean, this is weird. I won't step back and say, okay, Lord, are you trying to reveal to me what the other me is doing in the other dimension of the matrix? Is that what you're saying? Do I need to take, what color pill is it if I go to the matrix? The red pill, is that right? Okay, do I need to take the red pills, God, so I can see what I'm really doing over there? Are we all hooked up to machines somewhere, blah, 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 blah? Watch this, watch this. You know what I find myself doing when I feel that? I'll just say, okay, God, this is weird. I think you're trying to tell me you're giving me a reboot of something. What do you want me to do differently than I messed up the last time? Hmm? Maybe the way that I would naturally respond in that situation, if I'm feeling that, maybe I need to force myself to respond differently. Mm-hmm. Just good preaching. Shadow. Everybody say shadow. So that's what Groundhog Day is about. The movie is about second chances. But the premise is built around a rat. Is he a rat? Is he a lord? Is, I mean, he's a cute thing, okay? He's a, but he's, a, he's, a, he's a glorified giant rat. He's a cute rat. Look, he wears a hat. I mean, how many rats wear a hat? This rat wears a hat. Rat wears a hat. The rat wears a hat. But look at that cool guy on the left hand over there stuck in time. He's, he's cool looking. See, some people... See, we're worried about whether he, because see him looking down at his shadow. They say, is he scared of his shadow? If he's scared of his shadow, here's how they know he's scared of his shadow. He runs back in his house. Well, let me tell you something. Some of y'all must be scared of your shadow. Hmm? Because some of y'all been running back into your safe place, trying to get away from everybody else, dealing with your problems alone isolated, mad at the world. Mm -hmm. See, some people are scared of everything. And you'll say it this way. When, when you hear somebody say, well, I'm going to tell you something, that guy's scared of his own shadow. That means he's scared of everything. And I'll be honest with you sometimes. Can I be real and transparent with y'all? My shadow has scared me before. It has. I mean, have you ever gone into a particular way the lighting is and your peripheral vision catch something and you're just like, you freeze. And you're like, oh, my Lord, who was that? And you freeze and you realize and you're looking and you're scared and you're breathing and your heart is racing and you're watching, you're watching for anybody to move, something to move. And then all of a sudden, you slightly move, and you see it move, and you go, oh, okay, okay. I feel stupid. <laughs> I feel really stupid. I'm so glad nobody was here. See, that's one thing about it. I'm transparent up here. I tell my stuff so that y'all can feel better about your stuff. My wife tells me all the time, Larry, I'm glad that you are transparent and open, but you don't have to tell them everything. I get up here, and I get caught up. Next thing I know, I'll just, I'll just tell you everything. I got nothing to hide. I'm an open book. See, one of the reasons that people are afraid of their shadow spiritually is because they're afraid of what's behind them. They're stuck in the past. So that's one thing about the shadow. It, it goes with you. 
Uh-huh. See, I'm, I'm up here because of light. I got a little one in front of me. I got a big one there. It's weird that I don't have one going that way. But that, oh, okay, because that light right there is not working. That light is where it hit, hitting me, and it's causing that shadow to go that way. I look like a giant. I look like Goliath. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm like, if I could be that guy right there, I could make some major money in the NBA. But this is the real me. Huh? See, when you watch that movie, Phil is a perfect example of most believers. He's so caught up in the mundane of his life, he doesn't care about anyone but himself. He doesn't believe in anything, even God. In fact, he begins to believe in God when all this is going on in the movie, and then he curses God. And then when he begins to sense that he's invincible because he starts driving off a cliff and blowing himself up with dynamite and all this kind of, trying to kill himself and still waking up the next day, he begins to think that he is God. Are you hearing me? At one point in the movie, he asks this question to someone else. What would you do? Listen to what he says. What would you do if every day was the same and nothing you did ever mattered? That's a, that's a hopelessness. That's a place of statement, I'm hopeless. There is nothing that's ever going to change. Can I tell you? Things can change in the natural, but when you're in a place of isolation and depression and a place of self-condemnation because of what has happened in your past, it is not going to change until you ask for some help. Are you hearing me? You cannot do this on your own. You can't deal with the shadow of your past on your own. First of all, you're going to need God. You're going to need the saving grace of God to cover up the things that you've done so that you can walk forward as a new man. But beyond that, even as a believer, I've seen depressed, suicidal, locked out, stuck in, a, stuck in the same life over and over again, Christians, and it breaks my heart. Because I'm like, you have the answer. You and me, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna go a little further. I've seen spirit filled gifts of the spirit operating people live in a sense of hopelessness. I'm not beating them down because I'm praying for them, but I'm gonna tell you a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of time, the reason they are hopeless is because they refuse to ask anybody for help. I wish I'd get some help in here. Let me give you some good news. If you feel gloomy and you feel like when you look at your shadow that that represents the real you. Let me give you some good news. Somebody shout, give me some good news. Here's some good news. It's a good thing you have a shadow. Because if you have a shadow, it simply means one thing. The sun is shining. There's a light coming on you from somewhere. You ain't in the darkness. How many knows when you're in pitch black darkness, you ain't got a shadow? But if you got a shadow, that means something shining on you from somewhere. Oh, I'm preaching better than you shouting. Jesus said in John 8, 12, 
Jesus spoke to his disciples again, saying, and when he says it again, that means he said it before. He's trying to get their attention. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Huh? God does everything in the natural to teach us spiritual principles. The Bible tells us he, he brings it first to the natural and then the spiritual. Not that the spiritual is, 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 was not in existence before then, but he understands the only way we can understand spiritual things is to have a physical example to teach us. See, see, he could have, he could have said, listen, Nicodemus, here's how you become a part of the kingdom. You, your spirit man is transformed as it, is in, as it invites the Holy Spirit to come in and you have to pray a prayer of repentance and by that way the spirit man that you don't know anything about that I can see right through your flesh becomes new and he, he is the child of God his name is written in the Lamb's book of life and, all. and Nicodemus was a very smart man but Nicodemus would have said huh but he broke it down real quick Nicodemus says how could I be a part of your kingdom Nicodemus says you, Nicodemus God said Jesus said you must be born again Immediately he understood what born meant. What do you mean? Do you mean that I would enter my mother's womb and be born a second time? No, 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 no. Born again in the spirit, Nicodemus. Take what you understand about the natural. That which is born of the natural is natural. But I want you to know the same way you're born in the natural is the way you're born in the spirit. You're born as a baby. You have to grow as a baby. Are y'all hearing me? He says, you shall be like a tree that's planted by the waters. He ain't telling us we're a tree. He just says, look at the tree and see how the tree grows. See how its roots has to find the water. See how the tree... See how the tree has to bend when the attacks come. If you'll look at the tree, you'll understand how I said you're going to be. So that's why he made a sun. Because the sun, that's why he put us in a rotation. That's why the shadows happen. Everything in creation was created to teach us a spiritual principle. Huh? So the sun, S-U-N, cast a light. But it is not, it can't, it's impossible for it to cast its light on every human being at the same time. So it says, I want you to look at the sun and understand principles about the Spirit. But understand this. No matter what natural principle you understand, it will always, it's only there as an example to show you the thing that is much better than what is in the natural. See, it's life is wonderful. Life is a miracle. But Paul got a revelation that says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. In other words, he said, how beautiful are, 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 are the saints when, they're, when they go on to be with the Lord. They're ushered into the kingdom of heaven. It's better. It's a good life here, but it's better when we're in his presence. Are y'all with me, church? So Jesus says, look, there'll be times when you're going to look around for your shadow. And you're going to be in such darkness that there is no Shadow. Huh? But God said, don't be moved by the darkness. Understand that my light that is shining on you, it doesn't leave a shadow. I wish I'd have thought ahead to do this. Does anybody have, this ain't going to tell on you. I don't mean you, you smoking cigarettes or whatever. Does anybody have a lighter? I need a lighter. Does anybody have a lighter? Give me a lighter. Give me a lighter. It's in the truck. Praise God. All right. 
Anybody got a lighter? Come on, ain't nobody telling on you. Come on, some folks just keep a lighter so they can light candles. <laughs> oh, it's one of them fancy ones. All right, make sure I don't burn the church up. Okay. All right. It's going to be hard to do. Man, I need one of them big things that we like we light candles with. Turn every light in the house off. Everything. Go complete darkness. Not my mic. All right. That ain't going to work. Come on. Somebody come up here and bring their phone. I need somebody with a flashlight. Somebody bring a flashlight. Hey, that's good. That's good. All right. You, I don't need that. Now, I want you to look at something. You see that? That's a long way for some of y'all. But now, if I put my, my life in between this light and the wall, do you see the shadows? But is there any shadow of the flame? Even though the flame is in our world, it's in the natural. I'm holding it in my hand. But light itself, turn the lights back on, doesn't cast a shadow. Whoa, watch out. I was a lineman. Okay, I'm, I didn't catch or throw the ball. Do you understand the principle of what I'm trying to say? See, the Bible says in John 11, 9, and 10, Jesus answered and said, are there not 12 hours in the day? Okay, we understand that. In the day, 12 hours of the night. If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. But if he sees the light of, the, of this world, because he sees the light of this world, but if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not on him. But here's the thing about God. When you walk through light and stumble, God can be a light in the midst of darkness because the Bible says in James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes down from above and comes down from the Father of lights. Comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. No shadow of turning. Let's put that scripture up there. James 1.17. I want everybody to see it. There is no variation. It's very important. Of shadow or shadow of turning. Now why is that important? Because where we are positioned is in, is in between the sun and what is behind our planet. So where the shadow hits the earth, like if you're in an airplane, you look out, you'll see shadows. You'll see, you'll see the clouds casting shadows on the, on the ground below you, and you're 30,000 feet up. The shadows are below you, but you can see through a hole in the clouds, and you can see the shadow that the clouds are casting on the earth, but you're above the clouds. But the difference is you're flying over a cloud that is casting a shadow in the natural, but you don't have a shadow except for your shadow, is casting down on top of the cloud because you are between the sun and the cloud. The higher you go up, you are the ultimate one that is casting the first shadow. But it's all directional. When the sun gets on the other side of the earth, there is no shadow from that cloud. 
because that cloud is not in the direction of the light. So when I look up here on this platform, I see a shadow going this way of this pulpit. I see a shadow going this way of me. But I don't see a shadow going that way of the pulpit, and I don't see a shadow of me going that way. Why is that? Because I'm standing in a light that is coming from that direction, and I am standing between the light and what is beneath me. There's only one time of the day, and it's for a brief blip, that if you're standing outside on a sunny day, you have no shadow. Only one time. You know when that is? When it is perfectly straight above you. Now, you could probably get technical and see your pants casting a shadow between your feet. But you can look all the way around you in every direction. And there is no shadow. So if that's the case, in that one moment, when the, when the, when the sun is directly above you, there is no evidence that you're even in between the sun and the earth for just a brief moment. That's another way God teaches us. When the sun, S-O-N, is high and lifted up. Come on, y'all hearing me. High above every aspect of your life. There is nothing. It consumes the shadows of the natural. Are you hearing me? See, if you had never seen the movie Groundhog Day, I'm not endorsing everything in it as being holy and acceptable unto God. Okay, come on, it's a movie. But what finally, I, I would encourage you to watch it. It's, it's a good movie. But what finally broke out Phil from his season and his same routine was that he finally decided to make genuine change in his life. He started seeing things like, well, I'm spoiler alert. I'm probably going to you know, have to watch the movie after this. But When he finally begins to realize he can't stop this process every day, put your little hand in mine. That's whether it starts off on the radio. 6 a.m. Every day, same exact day. Everybody's saying the same exact thing. Everybody's the same except him. When he finally realizes, he says, you know what? If I'm stuck here, I might as well start doing some cool things. So he learns how to be an accomplished pianist. He takes piano lessons from the same woman, and she thinks that he's, she's only teaching him for the first time. He's a first-time student because every day it's the first time she's ever seen him. But eventually he walks in there and says, can I take some piano lessons? Well, hello, what's your name? My name's Phil. Have you ever played before? Well, at times. Let me see what you can do. And he's like Beethoven. And she's like, ah, who taught you? And he says, well, you did. She can't figure it out. He learns how to build things. He learns how to, to sculpt eye sculptures from a chainsaw. I mean, he, cha he changes the whole town. And people are like, in one day, they're like, what has happened to our town? This is incredible. And he's, he's, he just decides, you know what? I'm going to spend all my day, if it's going to have to start over again tomorrow, just helping people. Helping people have a better life taking my eyes off of myself and shining a light on others. And when he, there's just some, at some point he crosses a bridge where it's not just a selfish thing that he's trying to do to get attention. 
And he really changes. And he wakes up. It goes to 6 a.m. And he looks over. And it goes, put your little hand in mine. He goes. And then the DJ says a different word. He says, aren't you sick of this song by now or something like that? And he goes. And he realizes. He looks out the window. It's all different. Everybody that was going to see the, 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 the glorified rat's gone. He's like, it's February 3rd. He was so excited. He started running around telling everybody at the end of the movie, do you know what today is? And they're like, uh, yeah, it's uh, Wednesday or whatever. He goes, no, no, this is what's so exciting about today. They're like, what is today? He said, today is tomorrow. That was one of the famous lines. They're like, what? He goes, no, you don't understand. Today is tomorrow. I've been waiting and longing for tomorrow. And tomorrow is really here. But can I tell you, deep, there's no such thing as tomorrow. It doesn't exist. It's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. Now, there is a past. There are memories. You can't go back to it. But it really does exist. Grooves are cut in your brain. It's how the enemy will use it to judge you and accuse you, ridicule you. Be nice if, we, if when we got saved, God just not only forgave us, but wiped out every memory of every stupid thing we ever did. But we have to deal with it. And it keeps us humble. We're not, we don't live there. We're not defined by that. Amen? But tomorrow is a pipe dream. Because here's the reality about tomorrow. Tomorrow is always something that is coming. When you wake up tomorrow, it's today. So if you really want to get technical, Groundhog Day is every day. Every day you are stuck in today. Some of y'all going to get that later. Are you kidding me? Another today? Yeah. Another today. Oh, you hope for tomorrow. You want to change tomorrow. But when you get to tomorrow, it becomes today, and you're still wanting to change tomorrow. Number one, tomorrow never comes, but tomorrow is a trick of the devil. It is false hope. That's why Jesus says, take no thought for tomorrow. Jesus said that. Take no thought. Do not spend time on tomorrow. Because the truth is, you could be headed to somewhere to get a hamburger today and go be with the Lord tonight and never make it to tomorrow. Have plans. I'm not telling you not have plans. Have goals. Build yourself. Educate yourself for a life that you plan on having. But understand, the only thing you can really affect is today. Until you accept Every morning, 
When the clock goes off, it might be a different song. It might be a different uh, ringtone on your phone. It might be a different ritual that you have to go through. But every day, let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's not everything exactly like it is in the movie Groundhog Day. But are we not creatures of habit? Do we not do most things exactly the same every morning when we get up? Some of y'all are like, do not talk to me till I get my coffee or I will kill you dead. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all got to get up. You got to go here. You got to go there. People know not to mess with you. Come on. Until you finish your ritual. It's Groundhog Day. It's the movie. You're living the same movie. It's today. We are stuck in today. The only way we get out of being stuck is to understand That God never wanted us to look at it as if we were stuck. He put in creation hope for every day. I remember when I was a kid, I heard this saying, and it's true. It's always darkest before the dawn. I'm telling you. The Bible says, weeping may be for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Come on, somebody. Weeping may be for the night, but just keep looking out that window because God has put in the system of our earth hope showing us no matter how dark it looks, just keep looking over the horizon. The sun is going to come up no matter what your today looks like. Every day is today, and every today is marked by the sun coming up. I told you I got spiritual watching. I start seeing spiritual things that I know they didn't mean nothing to be spiritual. Some of them, some of them had no idea. How many of the devil will use people, and they don't even know? I mean, God will use the devil, and the devil won't even know it. Huh? So flips from 559 to 6. I said, uh-huh, that's a number, man. You're trying to do all that by yourself. You're going to have to learn, son. Phil, you got to learn it ain't about you. You can't. It ain't all about you. You need to get your eyes off of you. That's why it's 6 o'clock. Number, man. But then I got real spiritual when I went back and watched it open and sing it again. And I, and I thought, 6. The first word you hear is, put your little hand in mine. Huh? I said, they don't even understand that Sonny and Cher was trying to tell us when you start your day, just put your little hand in the hand of the man. Come on, somebody. Oh, in the hand of the man. He said, I got you in the palm of my hand. I got your name written in the palm of my hand. Put your little hand in mine. Huh? Start your day out. He says this. He said, let me tell you something. The sun came up. You're still breathing. He says something. While you think you're stuck in today, Jesus is trying to say, wait a minute. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on. You may feel stuck, but I made sure the sun came up on you one more day. So this is the day that the Lord has made. Huh? When old Phil finally realized, man, this day is not a curse. This day is a blessing.
have been given a chance to redo every stupid thing and make it right and love people and value people and show them that they're, they have worth. He started helping little ladies across the street. He started stopping people before they step in a mud puddle. He started helping kids cross the road. He started, he started doing things. His whole day began to be consumed with what, what kind of a, a random act of kindness could I do today? See, when you wake up every day, I'm not saying that you're going to be perky. Some of y'all are like, thank you, Jesus, because I'm in trouble. Some of y'all are not morning people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a morning person. My wife is not a morning person. She'll tell you every morning, no matter what happened the day before. I'm not going to say it's 100%, but I'm going to say I'm running about 95%. Every day, the first word she hears me say is, good morning, beautiful. There are days if she's already been up working, because she'll get up sometimes at 5 o'clock in the morning work, and she's already had her caffeine, she's already went through the ritual, she'll say, good morning to you, baby. And I'll be like, yeah, but never do. <laughs> I know it's 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but, okay. But... <clears throat> but most days most days it's good morning beautiful and this is what I get if I even get that I've learned walk around her stay away from her mix up my spark all this kind of stuff fix my breakfast watch her watch her I begin to see the light begin to shine and then at some point we talk I'm not saying you're going to get up and everything's going to be rosy. But if you'll get up, instead of cursing your life and another day, you begin to thank God that you've been given another shot. Come on, give God the praise. You got another shot. Come on, is that the best you can do? Praise God that he gave you another chance. He gave you another sunrise. He gave you another day. He gave you another opportunity to do it the right way, to do what he calls you to do. If you're breathing, church, if you're breathing, it ain't over. If you're breathing, God is not through with you. Somebody get up on your feet and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Shout! Somebody say, I am not stuck. I am blessed. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Some of y'all saw that when I posted last night. I said, what in the world is he going to preach on? How is he going to preach on Groundhog Day? My God, are you thankful that you came to the house of God today? <sighs> if you're here today and you need to ask Jesus to come into your heart, and maybe you feel like Phil, you've just been stuck, and because of that you shook your fist at God, and 
or you've walked away from your relationship with God and you want to rededicate your life to the Lord today, let's take a few minutes to make sure that people have the greatest reset that they can have. Come on up here. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Follow his lead. If you want to be, if you want to give your life to Christ, come on up here. Find you a place up here. If you need to rededicate your life today, come on. Ain't nobody going to ask you what you did. And I'm going to tell you, I see some of you in your life, that clock just flipped to six. I hear the Lord say, put your little hand in mine. See, he's waiting. See, you done tried to do it every day by yourself, and look where it's got you. Anybody else need to come and make a new recommitment to the Lord? Praise God. They're still coming. I thank God that we wait on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Is there anybody else? Thank you, sister. Thank you for obeying the Lord.